Welcome to Desk of Lady Ada. Hi, everybody. It's me, Lady Ada, and I'm around during the daytime, and we're going to do a quick stream showing off these fever scanners that I've been hacking on this weekend. That's right. That's right. So, um, first up, um, I want to talk about what a fever scanner is. What is a fever scanner? Well, these are the really high-end ones that um, you'll, you'll see these everywhere soon. Uh, you go into a restaurant, you go into a public event, you're going to see something like this. So these are um, not cheap. They're in the hundreds and or thousands of dollars. And uh, these are the ones that we're stocking for New York City organizations, New York City businesses, New York City government. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we wanted to do was show, one, how they work. So there's temperature, um, IR, no contact thermometers. Those just, you know, you go like this and it'll tell you, and a beep, it'll just tell you, like, okay, you're 97 point something. But this is for lots of groups of people. This is specifically for yeah. humans. And it'll, it'll, it'll detect humans, uh, not in a bad way. It's not cloud connected. Yeah. And it'll have, you know, multiple people and multiple... Oh, uh, you're 97.4. Yeah. You're fine. So um, I have a video that um, maybe I'll play at the end because I actually didn't get the video in here that uh, has it speaking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, that was the first hack we did where we had it. So if it detected someone with 99 or more, it would say, please go to secondary fever screening. Uh, at Adafruit, all of our team members, when they wake up in the morning, they take their temperature, they come in, we do a temperature, and then we have these fever sc uh, screeners mm -hmm. as well. And then at night, we all take our temperature too. It's just one of the many things now. Uh, with COVID, the, you can be infected, the virus can shed, you can have no symptoms for a little bit. Um, usually people get uh, no uh, taste is one of the things, they have a dry cough. Yeah, there's, they can smell. There's other things that they uh, have, but a fever is one of the things that eventually happens. Um, in lots of parts of the world, they have uh, fever scanners in uh, mass transit areas. Um, you'll start to see masks in mass transit areas. So this is just like one of many things that mm -hmm. you can do. This is one of many things that we're doing. Um, but this comes with proprietary software. So in typical Adafruit fashion, we said, well, what can we do to get all this information out of this, the, the video, the, the ability to have the temperature displayed? Yeah. What can we do so you don't have to use this interface at all? And we're basically using this as you know a big uh, high-tech sensor, but then you can do things like it can uh, log to a database. It can um, send you a text alert. There's all sorts of things that you can do with this. And I think if you have your own software, you know what's in it, you know how it's being used, and there's a lot of good privacy stuff that you can then do. Um, so uh, Lady Ada has been hard at work at this. Yes. And um, if you're right. an institution, um, these are available if you're an authorized Limited. customer. So email COVID19 at adafruit.com. Yeah, um, that's know. at the top of the... Well, yeah. it's not here because I'm logged in, but usually yeah. it's at the top of the screen. Um, so take it away. Okay, so yeah, so there's two kinds of these fever screeners. There's one with video output and one without, and I thought the video output one was kind of interesting because um, the screen is pretty small. It's like a 2.8-inch screen, and so I thought, um, well, if we can get the data out over USB, that could be interesting. You could, you know, take photos or log it or send a notification. So... Um, this one has um, video, and actually even started writing a guide on the software. Um, and the software um, runs on Windows only. So it's like this Windows application that you run, 
and it has like a bunch of DLLs and it gets the data and it displays on the screen and there's no Mac software, there's no Linux software, but also like the Windows software is like, it's completely compiled, like you don't know what it's doing. And um, you'd think like, oh, well, does it just show up as a webcam? And I think I even have a screenshot. Yeah, so it, um, It does show up as a UVC camera. It shows up as like a webcam. However, if you actually try to use webcam software, it doesn't work. Like you can't actually use it as a camera, which is a little unfortunate. I think it's because of the weird resolution size. What we did was, um, you know, we connected it up and then ran the software while logging the USB data. And then we like analyzed the USB data. So, um, you know, there's, there's the connect connection to USB and then there's these setup packets that are, they're like UVC standard. And then, you know, at the bottom here, you get these like really big chunks of data. Um, and it's a total of like a thousand bytes per packet. And then it's like some number of packets. And we figured out the math and it's basically YUV encoded video data, um, 240 pixels wide by 321 pixels um, tall. And that makes sense because the screen itself is like 320 by 240 or 240 by 320. So yeah, it's basically just giving you the output directly from um, the device itself. Like the screen, it's just like dumping the screen out. But there's that extra line. It's not 320 by 240, it's 321 by 240 because the last line of data um, in each chunk has, um, has a bunch of zeros in it. You can see down here. And then if you go like right before the beginning of these zeros, there's like this weird three bytes of data. And that three bytes of data, it's not actually a YUV pixel. It's actually the temperature detected in like, you know, a radian format. Basically, you just take it, you shift it, you divide by 10, and it's like the temperature in, in degrees. Um, so that's why there's that extra line. So that's why it's 321 by 240. Um, so what we did is, um, you know, now that we knew that, we knew that it was UVC, but it was this weird format. Um, we tried a couple different software. I actually couldn't get it working on Windows using any software, but I did notice that the software that it comes with, if you look in the folder, it has an OpenCV DLL and like uh, libqt. So it's obviously written in like, you know, C++ Windows, but using OpenCV to connect to the camera. So I was like, okay, good. It, it, it's likely that there's a way for me to get the data through OpenCV because that's what they're using. Um, so one of the things I tried was, turns out like Windows just, like it just, it turned out very complicated and weird to use Windows. So I actually went in ahead and did it on a Mac instead. Um, so, ooh, thank you, just flipped over to my Mac. So on my Mac, I wrote a really simple OpenCV uh, program um, in Python. And it just, it's very similar to the default OpenCV demo. It tries every camera and it tries to set the resolution of the camera to 240 by 321. And you have to do that because by default, it's like tries to do 720p and it, it just fails. But it turns out if you, if you set the resolution and then um, you can open it and then you can fetch frames and you get the frames in um, BGR format. So blue, green, red, and then you just kind of do a little conversion and then you can display it. So if you see here, this is my OpenCV um, output and then you know I can wave my hand in front and you can see it's displaying um, nicely on the screen. 
And um, one thing that's interesting about this device that I found out is it has a couple different modes. So it has more than one um, camera in it. It has a thermal camera and a digital camera. So you can actually do this kind of cool fusion effect where you see, you know, like for example, um, up here, you can see there's um, the light for the camera yeah. and you can see the heat map. Here, put it at me. It's over there. So I'm over here beep, 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 running the show stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I it's have like these totally... hot lights over here yeah. and the lights are sending off um, the temperatures. Yeah. And that was one of the tests. And then the other side of this that y'all can't see is it's flashing. There's a there's a flashlight-like thing on the yeah, front. Yeah, it's like, help, stop. Yeah. Okay, now go back to the non-fevery. Yeah. So let's go. Go back. Maybe I'll just do like this. Okay, so now it doesn't have the big warning. The only thing that I really wish, I wish you could get both images and then do the merge yourself because I think that would be kind of useful. But um, instead, it, the, the video output mode is... It's effective, but it is simple. It's like literally what's on the screen, it just like sends it over, you know, the open, the, 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 the CV format. So let me, so then we can just exit. Um, so the next thing I have to do is, right now I'm displaying all the video and actually you can even see like down here, actually it's kind of blocked by me. So let me move this window over here. Down here, it's kind of tough to see, but there is one extra line, and it's like greenish, and then there's like a little like bright green spot. That's that temperature data. Um, so what I have to do with OpenCV is also get the frame in YUV format, because it turns out once it's converted to BGR, there's enough data loss that I can't convert it back to YUV and then um, get the temperature data. So I have to try to get the data out in the original format. And then I'll be able to see that max temperature. So this, this max temperature value is also transmitted, like I said, in that last line. I can get it and then we can do things like, you know, if the Python script detects a high temperature, it saves the frame to an email and then sends an email or something. Um, or it sends an email or it, it like, you know, plays a sound or something like that is what you did with um, the Windows software. So what's neat is like now at least you can use this with Mac. I tried running this exact same OpenCV program on Windows and it didn't work. And I'm not sure why, it just kind of like failed in a weird way. So the next step is I want to try it on Linux to see if that works. So, you know, either way, at least on Windows, people can use the default software and on Mac, they can run this Python code. Okay. That's where I'm at. All right, and then um, what I wanted to do now is show the video of our first attempt to do, you know, some types of modifications and uh, stuff with it. So this was us using it with a, a small PC and it being modified to play different sounds and to do some different things. So I'm just gonna play that video real quick. Okay, this is what we're working on. These are high-speed fever screeners. And uh, right now it's kind of like this nice standalone thing on a tripod, these go at the uh, openings of an office, um, restaurants, you name it, and we're going to do a test because we just got everything working and I have um, a new sound that'll play when it detects something. So because neither one of us have a fever, uh, but we do have lunch. So let's see what happens when it sees ladies' lunch. High temperature detected. Please proceed to secondary temperature fever screening. High temperature detected. All right. Please proceed to se Okay, now you have to go take that broccoli for secondary. I know. Yeah. Delish. Yum. Okay. Okay.
that's that. Um, all right, so that was a good Desk of Lady Ada. We yep. wanted to get this uh, out because we're about to do other computer stuff, and this will be a harder demo to do later. A um, little bit of a reminder, um, we are still operating as an engineering and manufacturing and R&D and logistics service company in addition to the essential orders that we're shipping out um, on checkout if you are an essential business or if you are someone who is the government or a hospital or a university or an educator, um, you can look at all the criteria and we will ship your packages um, immediately. Um, we've been shipping thousands of things out. We've also been running our machines and more um, so we can get things like medical devices and medical uh, uh, devices and components out for people that need them. Yes. Um, people have asked, how do we support Adafruit? You can buy a gift certificate. You can get Adafruit IO Plus. You can get Adabox. And uh, don't forget our shows. Uh, watch them this Wednesday, 11 a.m., 3D Hangouts to Know Pedro. Ask an Engineer is 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. Show and Tell is a full hour at 7 p.m. Got John Park's workshop. Um, and then we have some Ion MPI with uh, DigiKey and Adafruit that we do. Ion MPI. Music is worth it. Come for the electronics, so, stay for the music. That's what we're up to. We have more stuff going on. Um, thanks for tuning in to this weekend edition of Desk of Lady Ada. Thanks, everybody. Stay thermal. <laughs>